When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 169, season 7, episode 15 of Two Mr. P's in a podcast with me, Mr. P. And the other Mr. P. Welcome back. Uh, we can all, we have to start by apologising for the, uh, what, three week hiatus, is it? Two, I Is think. it two? Two, yeah. Oh, this will be the third week, yeah. So, unfortunately, it's just been, uh, it's been a full on... Well, January for me has just been the busiest month, I think, since pre-pandemic times for me. Worked out that I was at home for eight nights of the whole month of January, and that includes weekends. So it's been a tough one, and obviously the week, um, the first week we didn't record... I, I, we just, uh, I was in Bristol on the Monday. In that week, I think I clocked over 10,000 miles. Bristol on the Monday, back to my, back home to then do my day in school on the Tuesday. From Tuesday, after school Tuesday, straight down to London for bet. And then did bet all day Wednesday, which was absolutely manic. Uh, we then went to the bet awards afterwards. So into the evening but we won't talk about that because Teach Mate didn't win anything and I was fuming. Um, I really wanted to see your uh, your Joey face, your uh, accepting... I genuinely... And being... And being uh, what is it? Appreci- not appreciative, being... What do you, what's the word? What's the word? Being what, like pleased. gracious? No, being pleased for the actual winner. They even know what the other word... The, the ones who won it in our category, never heard of them. Never heard of them, the don't, software. Don't give them a shout out either. Well, I don't know them, so... I mean, I'm not bitter, <laughs> but it, it, it's happened... You, you're a part of John Smith's! It's, uh, <sighs> it's happened with everything. Like, I, I, I was telling Chips, so when we were at the wards, I was like, I'm not holding out hope. I, I, there was a little bit of me that thought, we could be in here because, like, how much teachmates grown and like the amount of feedback we're getting and it's really really positive really good so I thought we're in with a chance but then it took me back to right at the beginning of my journey go back to sort of maybe probably about 10 9 10 years ago I'd entered the blog award so when I first started doing this of like sharing ideas and stuff it was all through written blogs and so I had this Mr. PICT blog I'm sure there's a few of you listening who would join me from those early days and um anyway there was the UK blog awards Mm, now I entered it the first year (laughs) and got to the finals and me and Claire went down to the to to London suit and you know Dickie Bow and all that and then blue dress Claire no no, that was pro- that was uh, uni prom. That uh, black dress, I remember it well because she, she, yeah, I remember posting a picture of her and going, "I'm the real winner." <laughs> I always oh remember God, that. Yeah, I remember that. You must have done that since. No, no. Do you do that no. every single <laughs> every time, time you I lose? Lose, um, lose at so- bowling. <laughs> Picture of Claire happy, like I'm the real winner. Yeah. So so anyway, went down and then I ended up losing to um ICT Evangelist, which is fair enough. He was much more established. His 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 blog was decent. So then the next year, I was umming and ahhing about do I bother? But I thought, no, I like my blog had grown massively. That's where I'd really started to to build it. So I entered it again, first in the public vote, and then it goes through to a panel. And uh we bought tickets, went down again. And then as we got there, I realised the judge in the education category was a guy from a from a company. And basically, he was just ripping my stuff off. He was nicking ideas off my blog, passing them off as his own. He was, at the same time, tweeting and blogging stuff to try and put me... He, he basically wanted to, to do what... Yeah, yeah. He was trying to do what I do and thought the best way about doing it was putting me down so every opportunity. So in TikTok terms, he's the spud bros to the spud man. I don't... I don't Have you not... You're not, you're not is on, it? You're no, not no. On top of that. You know, you've heard of the spud man. 
Is this the, the guy who does the uh, Jack of Taters? Very, very. Uh, <laughs> Inspector Clouser of you, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so I'm in favour of the big so bucks, how, yeah. How, how did you work that out? They um, call me uh, Agatha Christie. <laughs> yeah, so Spudman is basically this guy on TikTok. He's everywhere. People will listen to this yeah. and know who I'm talking about. Um, I don't really know. I only know of him because I've, I've been off work the last week, which we'll obviously we'll get on to, but... Basically, he's he's just grown it massively, and he's he's having this. He's having a bit like he's a, having a, bindly a bindly mega, mega chiffy. chiffy. He's having yeah. like a real, but he's a nice guy. He's honest. He's he's a uh, generous. He's he's all that. He seems like a yeah. really stand up guy. Then you've got these Spud Bros, who I think when they started out, they were pretty brash. They were giving Spudman a little bit of needle, and they basically all they do is like serve. the Joe Wicks and James Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah similar. Yeah, so yeah. All right. But this guy wasn't getting any traction. He wasn't getting anywhere. He was a no one. No one was like engaging with him because he was just a bit of a, you know. Yeah. He was it like, so he ended up judging it. And as soon as I saw the program, because all the way down to London, I was like, I've got a chance here. Like, I reckon I, I and, and as soon as I turned up and I saw he was judging, I was like, he's going to, he's going to screw me over it. And anyway, it came to the education category and there was a few nominees one of the nominees was a school's <laughs> blog who died, gone into the school and done the training in and sort of trained them how and to do a blog. them how to blog. Yeah. And they won it. I'm <laughs> not is- joking, yeah? Stormed out. I was few, because I just thought, fair to do to the school, but I knew for a fact he's, he's oh, just yeah. influenced. So, yeah, anyway, so... Um, yeah, so then from London, I had to get up at the crack of dawn, drive for six, five, six hours to Torquay, do a talk with uh, a group of head teachers there, and then Birmingham on the Friday. So I, we just couldn't fit it in that week. And then last week, um, well, I'll hand it over to you. Well, last week, I decided to uh, flashback throwback to 2020. Yeah. Uh, basically, um, if you follow me at Two Miss Peas Podcast on Instagram, you'll know. Um, I, yeah, so I woke, basically, the, the, let me give you the full story, right? So, um, I'd gone out on the Saturday, right? I'd watched the Royal Rumble with Cockney John. Uh, we yeah. were out, we watched the Royal Rumble. We had an absolutely cracking night. Brilliant. Sunday night, um, me and Kim go out for something to eat and go and watch Jonathan Pie, right? Yeah. So, really nice weekend. Woke up Monday, pretty, pretty decent, pretty refreshed. Went for my ankle appointment. You've not commented. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, no so boo. went for my ankle appointment in which the guy said to me, really happy with it, really happy with your x-rays. Don't Did you it. trust them? No, I don't. No, of course not. <laughs> so when they're like, really happy with it, you're like, are you sure? Well, I certainly don't trust got the right it x-ray? it was a half nine appointment and I didn't get seen till quarter to 12. Oh, God. But they were like, you know, x-ray looks fine, scar looks fine. I was like, does it? Yeah. Does it? And then... Long anyway, live yeah, the long king. Live. Um, yeah. So anyway, he goes, yeah. So I'd be happy for you to come out the boot. I was like, sweet. But then realised that I'd gone in the boot and not took a left trainer. <laughs> so I was like, no. So I go back to. So I finally get into work. Classic. I finally get into work Monday, and all the kids. Like, it, it's so funny. Isn't it? I mean, I mean, I do buzz off working with kids because. I'm in year six at the minute and year six is great. And, you know, they're all, they were all so desperate for the boot to come off. I don't know why it meant so much to yeah. them, but they were, I came back and they were all like, oh, and I was like, no, no, it's good news. Like it can come off, but I've just not got a left. Did you, did you not have a, a, an assembly to remove the boot? Just like, yeah, let's give it up for the boot. Start uh, of the week this week. <laughs> the other Mr. P. If the boot. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, so go to bed Monday night. Wake up Tuesday. This is a funny... Wake up Tuesday, put my gear on, my two trainers, and I'm like, here we go. I feel... feel, First day without the boot. Yeah, but first day since like end of September without a boot on. And I was like, yeah, up for it. And as I was getting ready, I just was like, oh God, I feel rotten here. Like really, really rough. And normally if I have a cold, it's like, you know, chesty, whatever. But I felt like it it was my head, my chest, it was everything. And I was a bit like, now I'm currently working with a very, you know, heavily pregnant woman who's due any time. You know, it was such a big deal four years ago. I'm a bit, <laughs> I'm a bit kind of 
crazed as is to it like how it's just a bit like, yeah, you don't need to isolate now. Do what yeah. you want. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought I'll do a test just to be sure. I didn't feel well. Anyway, cut a long story long. I, I did a I did a test and it was positive, right? So I was ill Tuesday and then I was ill Wednesday and I was ill pretty much, you know, right up until like Thursday. And then I thought, oh, I'm starting to feel a little bit better. Friday, I get up, you know, okay. And I thought, right, Monday, I'll be back in Monday. I'll have a quiet weekend. Didn't have any yeah. plans anyway. Perfect. Get to Friday night. And I'm telling you right now, I have never in all my life. Now, bear in mind, this is a life that has lived through meningitis, through yeah. asthma, many asthma attacks, type 1 diabetes, many a broken bone. Broken bone. Just so many. A circumcise. You got you got to throw that in. I know that I know you don't like the end of the day. I'm proud How of it. How old were you when you got that done? Oh, 19. There we go, yeah. But that's what I mean. That's tough. Yeah. I'll tell you what's the toughest. Yeah? Well, not your foreskin. <laughs> yeah. That for a couple of days after. No. The toughest was straight after that up, the circumcise, was when I was watching, I can't remember what film it was. I was watching a film and a, and a scene came on. <laughs> oh, no. And I went, and I was enjoying the film. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I was enjoying the film and I thought, oh, no. <laughs> 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 so anyway, so anyway, I've been in I've been in some bad situations, but Friday night I had a temperature the highest it's ever been. It was like forty two, and and I was sweating and I was freezing and I was I was so hot. The highest was, exam score you ever had. It was, <laughs> it was. I've never felt like it in my life. So much so that like throughout the whole of Saturday I couldn't move. I like literally didn't move. I was getting like fed water. And, you know, bless Kim. She was just amazing. And I was, but I was in a real, real bad way to the point where I actually, I thought that was it. I'm not even lying. I was was speaking to people at work today and I was like, I genuinely treat it as a near death experience. I thought it was over for me. And what were your thoughts in that time? If it was a near death experience, what were you thinking? I was thinking about my kids. I was thinking about how tough it's going to be for Kim to have the kids on her own. I was also... Have you uh, got a life insurance policy? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but but that's not important, is it? I was also thinking Well, it that. is, because if you've not got one, it's that's... And then what popped into me is... You anyway, know, this week's sponsor, <laughs> Axel Life Insurance. How difficult it'll be for the millions of podcast listeners. Eh, we'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, do you know But I'm dead serious. I was thinking about family. I was thinking about friends. And I was also thinking about kind of people who have annoyed me. And I was a bit like, I hope they don't come to my funeral. It was like that. Why, why would it matter? You don't know. No, because I just, I, I got to this point where I was just like, they have been so horrible to me. Yeah. And, and I just feel like if I was to die, and I don't want people to think this is a pretty dark <laughs> app, but I just think the type of people I'm talking about are the type of people that are horrible. And then if you die, they'll be the ones like, Bit, yeah, good. yeah, and I'm like, no, you you treat me. You bad do not like, mourn me. No, you don't mourn me. So anyway, <laughs> I, I, I'm there saying to Kim, like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, and she's like, why? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I like, I, I've, I've left you in the lurch here. Like, it's this is bad. Anyway, uh, people think, oh, he's been well over dramatic, but he is. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you, I was in a bad way. Um, anyway, I had to, was gonna was was honestly about two minutes away from getting blue lighted to the hospital on Saturday, which is yeah. crazy now. It's Wednesday and we're talking about it. But my oxygen level slowly picked up while Kim was on the phone to 111. Anyway, I got into I got I had to go to an out of hours GP service. Yeah. Which was in Hazel Grove. Mm. Which for if people not around Manchester, I mean he's talking It's a good it's a it's good, a good half, half hour. Half hour yeah. yeah. So finally got there and the doctor blessed him. The doctor was such a nice guy. He just was like you don't look well, my friend. <laughs> and I was like, you think? Um, and don't you, I'm going to die. <laughs> and I was like, I'm hallucinating, man. No, but I was, I was hallucinating. I was having these really weird, dead specific dreams. I was hearing stuff on the Friday night. Kim said at one point, I was like, <gasps> and then we're just like, I haven't got the money. What money? <laughs> I think I'm in like Goodfellas. 
Um, so anyway, so I've not been in, obviously not been in. Um, you know, my, bless my, 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 my head. She was amazing with me and she just said like, you know, take as long as you need. Got to like end of Monday and I was feeling slightly better and she said, right, I'll take Tuesday. One, if you feel sweet Tuesday. Yeah. So anyway, I go back in today. <laughs> this is the best. I go back in today and I see this lad, this kid who, you know, just the kids who love you. And one of them was like, Mr. P's back. I was like, all right, mate. I still I still felt a bit rough this morning, but, yeah. you know, testing Neggy was all good. He went, Mr. P's back, right? And I went, he's in Breakfast Club. I went, you all right, mate? You know, giving it the old cool yeah. like, high five. Oh, no, don't. But morning, go. Morning, don't, mate, no. morning. Yeah, what, morning. What was that? Mr. No, P's back? Oh, not, oh, oh. Yeah. Not a big deal, but yeah. where, where are the balloons? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know how to tell you. <laughs> so anyway, he goes, you bite? are you feeling better? And I went, yeah, yeah. And he went, Whoa! You've not got your boot on, right? And I went, no. And he went, it's like you're finally back to normal. I was like, what was it like with the boot on? Like, was I just really miserable lugging it about? Well, as soon as you took it off, your immunity went. Yeah, it's it true. was like your Thanos glove. <laughs> yeah. That boot kept you it protected. Was. Yeah. Well, My, uh, I'm glad you're, you're all right now. Yeah. Well, thank God. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a worrying uh, it was it was a worrying time. I mean, I can laugh about it now, but at the time it was. It was I didn't realise it was that bad. Well, you didn't check in on me, so. Um, um, I didn't want to catch it. <laughs> no, but I'll, I have got something funny. If, right. I'd, if I'd known, I'd have. Because you know, <coughs> this is started auditioning your replacements. Oh, John Cena! <laughs> um, I, I have to admit, right, the people, the amazing podcast fans who listen. A few of them have jumped on, like, the, obviously the John Cena thing. And it makes me laugh so much. Like, there's pictures and Instagram stories and videos where they go... But the thing is, whoa, you just, came up with it. No, no, but they go like... You know, I've seen comments like, whoa, is that John Cena? And I'm just like, <laughs> laughing like... It's so interesting. I, I don't it. know why you encourage him. He wants John Cena to be like... He looks nothing like John Cena. I don't think I look like John Cena. Brock Lesnar. We're both nice guys. <laughs> me and Cena. I'm more like Cena than Lesnar. Lesnar's gaying now. Um, uh, anyway, what I was going to say, yeah, so this is what I wanted to touch on, right? And I don't know if, you know, you can stop me if not, right? right? But I wanted to talk about, like, supply staff. In schools? That, yeah, yeah. What about them? Well, just like, I love, look, I'm very, very fortunate. Our school's very fortunate. We've had some great supplies. And I know most schools have great supplies. You know, it's one of those, isn't it? It's like a Tinder date. Well, it's you, like, it's, well, it's a lottery, isn't it? Some yeah, are good, a, some yeah, aren't. You know, some lie on the profile. <laughs> catfish by yeah, supply. Yeah, catfish by supply. I, um, I, I'll tell you this now. I think it's incredibly difficult being a supply Oh, teacher. my God. I think coming into an environment where you don't know the routines, you're not familiar with the children, you're not familiar with... I think, I mean, you know, there's the I've being part-time in my school, there's times where I have to go and cover classes that I've never taught before. Uh, and that is is the closest I've come to a supply. And it's well hard. It's oh, well hard. I, I have, ab- I'm not saying that at all, but I just think sometimes, because I've just had a few people get in touch with me, right, about funny things that supplies have done. Yeah. And it might be supplies. Well, who- there was the, the story, we, we shared the story of the mind map about gravy. Yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. yeah. So we were, suppo- they were supposed to teach about gravity. Gravity. And then, and then they ended up teaching about <laughs> I a whole lesson gravy. about gravy. Um, one <laughs> one uh, person got in touch with me and said that um, the supply took the class out for play and was just on the phone, like, phone, like speaking on the phone. And then when, when a member of SLT went out and said, you can't use your phone, in during school time, they held one finger up to SLT <laughs> and was like, one minute, yeah. And just carried on talking. Um, so there's that. There's, obviously, we had that one, didn't we, where it's like, was it, I think it was a supply, wasn't it, that cracked open the bottle of cider at lunchtime? Oh, no, that was a new TA. Was it a new TA? Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but this is why I'm, I'm bringing it up. Now, I just want anyone who's got like a funny, like I love supplies. I think they do an amazing job. Like Lee said, it's very difficult. But sometimes I think like the only other one I heard, right, and this is from someone who I know, so I'm not going to name names because, you know, whatever. But they said they had a supply come into the school, right? Yeah. 
and it was just an absolute renegade. And he was making his way around the classroom doing like, um, is it capoeira? Like kind of martial arts, yoga kind of movements. I might get the name wrong there. But like full on, so you'd be, a, you, you were a kid sat there working maths out and suddenly a foot would be next to your head, right? And yeah. then, and then this teacher told me that the next day, so she was off, that's why the supplier was in. The next day she came back in and then they were all like, sir was teaching us karate kicks <laughs> yesterday. He was like some out of Cobra guy. Um, but the reason why I brought, brought a supplier was this, right? So I, I work with a, I work with two fellow type one diabetics now. Right, okay. It's crazy. It's like a little yeah. club. I know you're not supposed to have clicks, but uh, <laughs> we just click to test our blood our blood sugar. So, you know. Anyway, so we're in the staff room and there's a couple of us in there and I'm sat opposite this member of staff, right? And uh, and, and we're chatting, chatting blood sugars, you know, yeah. chatting HbA1c's. Anyway, so she's talking about all this stuff about how she's struggling with the levels and da 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 da, and uh, it's one of those perfectly timed moments, right? So this member of supply, who who's never been in, no one's ever met her before. Yeah. Right. She's not in the staff room yet, and I'll tell you when she walks in. So anyway, uh, the member of staff says to me, "Where do you inject?" And I said, "Underneath my belly button." I said, "But I've started to get like hard." lumps which has started to happen so i might have to start mixing it up so she said yeah i i inject in like my thigh um but i'm starting to get those lumps and then it was at this point that the supply walked in. yeah i went you might have to mix it up you know and start sticking in your ass <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so, so this supply <laughs> the supply works and it goes <laughs> what would you want to get to I just want to I was just like, <laughs> I was like oh my god I was like I'm so sorry we're talking about that literally happened uh, like the day before or the day of when we were supposed to last yeah. record and I was thinking like don't forget this <laughs> that is a good one yeah. it's um no i bet there's some funny stories from both sides like obviously renegade oh, supplies yeah. coming in just mixing it up or like supplies going into a school and just hearing some weird stuff that goes in oh, or goes yeah. on in schools as well so if you've got a funny supply teacher related story send it over to the to the website to mrpspodcast.com Now, before we get into um, other bits and bobs, I know a lot of people want to know the update with the Liverpool show. Now, unfortunately, because we've not recorded, we've not been able to give you a, an official update. So uh, we got told that the venue, so this is going to be the second time. So the show is supposed to happen on Saturday, this Saturday as we're recording. Um, then the venue got in touch and was like, it's not going to be ready again. So we were like, Jesus. Oh, like, bad, yeah. We'll like, just get, you know, because... <laughs> Uh, we know people have planned it. It was getting close to the date, and and so we've tried every avenue. We've tried other venues because we thought, why should they if they've messed us about that much? Because then they were being really awkward about when we could rearrange it. So I was like, oh, can we find another venue? But there's, there's issues around tickets. You'd have to cancel everyone's ticket, and then GDPR get everyone back. Yeah, all that yeah. sort of jazz. So anyway, we finally got a date back in, which is the 13th of April. So if you are coming to the Liverpool show, obviously if you can't make the 13th of April now, you can get a full refund. So anyone who wanted tickets, who uh, didn't manage to get them first time, if you can make the 13th of April, there might be a few knocking about. Um, if you just head to the website, it'll all be updated there. Um, so yeah, so that it's now going to be happening 13th of April, Saturday at 6 o'clock. Um, so yeah, hopefully everyone who had tickets, you'll be able to join. I've had a couple of messages from people saying they can't, um, which, you know, is inevitable. It will have, you know, but we'll, we'll make it worth your while. We'll finally, we'll get, get it done. Um, one, one way or the other. Right now, uh, a bit of a serious little topic here. So, um, 
Normally we do. We normally have a little bit of a rant about educational news. Whereas, uh, so this week there is a video doing the rounds on social media. I've been sent it. Can't tell you how many times. Easily twenty five plus times from people, and it is pretty shocking actually. So, I was thinking, how's the best way of going about this? So, I'm actually <coughs> going to play you the audio because I don't think you need to see it. But this is the audio clip uh, that's been doing the rounds, and it's taken from. Uh, a council meeting discussing sort of young people. Uh, let me just get the news article up again. So it's, um, yeah, the rising cost of council support uh, and they're discussing basically the the amount of money that's going into send at the minute, right? And if you are, because I, I wanted to get Adam's perspective, obviously, we're both parents of send children. Uh, obviously, uh, Adam... Max is, you know, he's got more challenges, I'd say, than, yeah, ma- yeah. than mine. Mine are, you know, dyslexic. Harry's being assessed for ADD at the minute. But um, I think any parent will listen to this and just be outraged. But these are the people who are in charge. This is the sort of thing that's going on. Uh, so we'll, t- we'll just play it to you, and then we'll come back and have a chat. Eye-watering figures here to do with people and money. Does anyone know why this is increasing so rapidly, these figures? Is it something in the water? Can we correlate that with things like a rising social media use? Why are there so many people now jumping out with these needs? Where were they in the past when I was at school? I'd never heard of SEND. You may have found, if you if you were um, in, at school in the, in the 1960s or 1970s, that many of those children weren't in schools. They were in institutions of different types at that time. They must have had better ways of dealing with them um, at that time. Let's go back to some of those ladies. I've seen sites where families are swapping tips on how to get their children diagnosed. I don't want to be too Daily Mail on this, but but I do think, but I am, yeah. Not automatically accepting the plea of a mother saying that little Willie has got ADHD when in actual fact little Willie is just really badly behaved and and needs some form of strict correction. I don't what I don't know what the fix is. I just look back at years gone by, those people were dealt with by whatever means. It was right at the time. What comes down to parenting and what comes down to actually uh, send issues. Although we are obligated to supply this cover for the needs of these people, uh, it appears to be a bottomless pit and a hole that we're throwing loads of money into. To stop this spend, fix the problem at source. So that is the video doing the rounds. Obviously it's cut up from the meeting, but I mean, this is thoughts. Well, I can't use language that I'd arguably like to use. Um, it, I mean, it, we've done this a million times when it comes to certain politicians, whatever it is, councillors, whatever, whoever they are. Sometimes, well, in the world we live in now, that sort of out of date, pathetic view is is like expected now. It's like not a surprise that that that. Well, th- three of the councillors. Tory. Three Tory councillors in Warwickshire are facing calls to apologise for comments about children with special... The thing that strikes me is clearly no one in that room or no one from involved in any of those discussions has clearly ever had to... ever been in the presence of children with special educational needs. Mm. Because to make those, such narrow-minded comments and so be so out of touch with the reality of what's going on uh, and, and the challenges some young people face. It's just... It's it, heartbreaking. And I think, and these are the people in charge. Um, like, what chance have we got? Children and parents obviously need better. And, you know, I count myself very fortunate now in in, in the, the fact that, you know, Max has settled really well in his new school. Obviously, like I've touched upon in previous episodes, he's in, he's in a special school at the moment. Um well, I'll say at the moment, he, he goes there. That's his school now. Yeah. Um, and he's absolutely thriving. He loves it. He, he just... And and what they do, I mean, 
hats off to... I, I'm not going to name the school because I don't know if, if I'm allowed or whatever, but, you know, what a school, what a staff, what what a vibe it is there. And the, the what those absolute tools on that clip should, should see is the commitment, not only of majority of parents, but also of staff. I mean, the underfunded staff. I'm not just talking about my school. I'm talking about so many schools that have so many SEN uh, needs without the funding to support it with bods. And I remember we had Rosie Jones on uh, not yeah. long ago, and she was talking about, you know, the glory days of when, when you know, severe special needs children had a one-to-one, and that, that was like a... That was like a, you know... Non-negotiable. A non-negotiable, yeah, which we don't like the term, but that was a gimme, wasn't it? Yeah. And and now it's like, you, you can talk about classes having four to five, like really severe SEN, because numbers in special are, are so tight. Well, it's and- just that it's, it's a systematic problem. This, again, is the result of ridiculous austerity measures over the past 10 years. Early intervention's not there. Social care isn't there. There's just nothing. And it's all down to schools picking up the pieces. We talked about this on the last step. It's like this whole culture <coughs> shift of just let's just <coughs> erode away public services, any sort of support that was out there. Um, you know, the comments they make, it, they're just so out of touch and so clueless. It is infuriating. And I can completely understand the uproar with this. And I, I don't know how these people's jobs are going to be tenable when you when you're speaking like that Uh, yes there are so many more children um getting (laughs) diagnosed because our understanding of different conditions is so much better like the guy says he goes oh where were these kids when i was in in school they were they were there they they just weren't you, you couldn't pin you couldn't say to a child when I remember back in my day, I look, think back now and think of what I know as a teacher around, you know, um, certain send needs. And absolutely were kids that I went to school with with ADHD. Yeah. There were kids I went to school with with autism. But back then it wasn't it wasn't known. Well, I mean, and, I- and that was seen as if you had ADHD when you were our age, you were just seen as being naughty. Well, being that, badly behaved that was me. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's a crazy thing. Like I and the fact is, we're at a point now where we've recognised that that is a you know being neurodiverse and and there there is things that can be put in place to support. But for the past fourteen years, that that funding's not been there, yeah. and so because the structure's been gone, the the cost is just going through the roof. Because there's no structure, there's no plan, there's no support from the very top. Like this government of chronically underfunded education at every level, especially when it comes to send needs. We see it as teachers. If you're a teacher listening to this, you know that our t- hands are so tied with tied with what we can actually do in school. And there are so many teachers knowing that they are not able with the facilities, with the budget, with the, we're not able to provide the level of support and education for some of our pupils because of their needs. It's 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 hard for us as teachers because we know we can only do so much, but there needs to be heavy investment from from everywhere. And and to then have the people in charge coming out with this sort of nonsense of oh well does he have ADHD or is he just really badly behaved? Well, and then blaming parents like the parents. Yeah, you know I mean- this idea where it says perhaps. No, where is it? What comes down to parenting and what comes down to actual send issues? The, pa- the When she says, oh, parents are sharing tips. No, parents are sharing, trying to get support. Parents are using these groups to sort of not, it's this idea is almost like they're all jumping on this bandwagon. No, no, parents are pulling their hair out because they know the education system is not able to provide for their their children and they're desperate looking for any help they can get. It's just, it's just. Well, a, yeah, I mean, I mean, just going back, shot. like, like I, we've spoke about before on pod, on early podcasts. Like my every single one of my school reports up until like year eight were, you know, he's got ability but he can't concentrate. He messes around. He's naughty. He does this. He does that. He does the other. And don't get me wrong, people listening to this will be like, yeah, because he's an absolute joke shop. Yeah, which is true, but I, and the funniest thing it was. My mates used to know. So when I finally got um, diagnosed with ADD in like year nine, 
and I started taking uh, medication. It was so funny. My mates would know, like, absolutely within, I'm talking within seconds of being sat in the class. We'd be sat in English and straight away I'd get a tap on the back from Slev and Slev would go, you haven't took your tablet, have you? And I'd go, yeah, I have. Right. And he'd go, nah, <laughs> nah, 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 you haven't. All right. And, and the thing is, he was right every single time. You can just tell. And, you, and, and the thing is, it's like, that was what that was me in year nine, probably 2000, and, I don't know, two, three, four, something like that. It's crazy. But did you see those people? So, Councillor Jeff Morgan, I'm going to name and shame. And right. if anyone wants like a YouTube boxing match, I'm down. <laughs> I've lost a little bit of Tim because I didn't eat for three days. <laughs> so, Councillor Jeff Morgan, Councillor Brian Hammersley, Councillor Claire Golby, right? They're the three tools. They actually came out with apologies. Did you see these? Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, they already apologised. I'm not seeing this. Right, okay. I'm not going to read all the apologies because it's just textbook, but listen to this. As a former... as a So this is Jeff. Right. As a former cabinet member and councillor of nine years, I regret any offence caused by my choice of words. No apology there. There's no, like, remorse in what he's done. Yeah, he still thinks what he said is right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Councillor Brian Hammersley, um, I regret my clumsiness and lack of care in choosing my words and can see the upset and offence they caused. So again, there's no re- eh, remorse no. in what he, he still thinks it's all right to... And then Claire, um, <sighs> I apologise for any offence caused. Well, how about you were wrong? Well, fingers crossed, when the election comes, they'll be out alongside all the other tools in the Tory party and we might finally start getting somewhere um, so on that note of like what's something that's painfully obvious but people will you know the, the obvious it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realise that if you're going to cut funding to every area of public service over the past 12 years it's then going to have this knock on effect where things are at breaking point as we are seeing in our education system especially when it comes to send there was a there was a um just on that point there was another council it might even be Warwickshire actually I can't remember but I got a message where a teacher had sat in in a meeting and the council had basically said under no circumstances can any other child get an EHC plan now because they cannot afford it so kids who should be getting these plans in place to get the support and the funding they need the council turned around going nope no chance or because there's just literally no money but I tell you what we'll throw billions at sticking people on a plane to Rwanda let's get these people on a plane to Rwanda a country that we're now accepting we're accepting refugees from because it's not deemed a safe country welcome to England 2024 god it's depressing isn't it but anyway thread of the week let's, let's try and ch- cheer it the cheer mood. Up. it's the thread of the week Take it from Reddit, it doesn't mean I cheat. It's the thread of the week. It's not plagiarism, because I reference my source. Um, so, right. What's something that's painfully obvious, but people will never admit? 19 brutal truths. Um... So, it could be you as a national lottery slogan until it fell under the control of a new company this week, but it could be you, but it almost certainly never gonna be, was and is the truth of the matter. Would, who would buy a ticket for that? So on Reddit, what's something that's painfully obvious people never admit? Number one, everybody picks their nose. It's what happens next that sets us apart. <laughs> I mean, surely everyone does pick You got it, aren't you? you got yeah. it, but it's what you do with it next, yeah. It's true. Painfully obvious. I have to be honest, right? I have to be honest. There's nothing worse as a teacher though when, when you see a kid see, just absolutely you, picking it. When you see a kid, when you see a kid picking, it's a bit stomach turning. But when you see a kid dining, oh yeah, it's like it's showing down. Like, oh, <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> you can do everything a hundred percent right and be the best in the world, but sometimes it comes down to pure chance. Yeah, I agree. With that. Yeah, I think yeah, but. So there is luck involved in things, but I think you can do a lot to create better luck for yourself, is what I say. So you create your own luck? Uh, 
to an extent, I do agree with that. I do think there is certain things but that then, you, you saying know. that last couple of weeks I felt well unlucky and I I, <laughs> I feel like I'm a decent guy. Uh this one, there are a lot of ugly babies. Agree. We uh, I think I had a I had a discussion about this with a coworker once because she she got a she got a picture of a baby out. Right. Yeah. Now a baby was fully grown up. Nice, nice looking. So a man. <laughs> no, he was grown up. What do you like, mean grown up? I think he was like 13. All right, so it was a, a teenager. No, she got a picture out of him as a baby. Oh, right, okay. So she had a picture of him, and I remember it was on a residential. So the kid was like 13, pretty pretty smart kid. But she goes, oh, look, this was him as a baby. And I went, what do you have? Like, he, he's, you know, he's done well, hasn't he? But then she went, babies. oh, tell me about it. She went, when they handed him me, I was like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> that must be bad if the mum's yeah, the mom. like, ew. Yeah. Uh, no one gives a crap about your wedding but you. No, disagree. Do you? Yeah, I think I, I get I get buzzing for a wedding, me. I've actually got one. I'm going to give him a shout out. Yeah, but not, not all, like the, the wedding itself, but all the details. Well, no, I don't stay, stay out with details. Get myself you know. an invite, get hotel booked. Oh, you won't believe what we've got for favours. Unless it's alcohol, not interested. No, no, so we've, you know, Steph and Stuart. Yeah. Like, Steph is an avid listener of the podcast. Shout out, Steph. Appreciate it. You know, hold off on the drink on your wedding, Steph. <laughs> Do us that favour, will you, girl? Um, but they're, they're getting married and they, I've spoke about them before. They met at the same school me and Kim yeah. met at. So they're going to be the third couple can you believe this? They're going to be the third married couple of people who work together at that school. So me and Kim worked together, got married, and then obviously I've left. Yeah. And there was another two, uh, Wooly and Ellie, who worked together, not directly together, but worked yeah, at the same, same school. school. Then they, they're, they're off. I think they're teaching like Vietnam now. And then obviously you had... Vietnam! <laughs> then Steph and Stuart worked together. And um, and now they don't right. work together anymore. Now they're getting married. So I tell you, any any single teachers, and then we <laughs> and then we just add in all of the illicit affairs from Cockney John, and you've yeah, got- you throw in the filth from Cockney John. Yeah. Arguably, Cockney John was the reason people looked at him and thought, "I want to be in a sales relationship." <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, but no. Going back to it, I I buzz off it, and and the thing is though. It's like, you know, I love them. They're my mates and I'm buzzing for them and I'd be there for them. But because I'm not, I'm not an usher. I'm not, Kim's not a bridesmaid. We're very much just close day friends. Guests. Day guests. I think in terms of weddings, you know, we're not really going to be needed for pictures. It's going to be p- pictures of the jug variety. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're not going to be like, oh, uh, the br- party of the groom. I'm going to be like, there's a party over here, party woman. Um, but no, all the best. Um, yeah. You have way more in common with that homeless dude than the CEO of your company. Uh, Unless you're the CEO of the company. Oh, you like sushi, don't you? Sushi is better without soy sauce and wasabi. I don't really, I do like sushi. I love a bit of I don't, wasabi. I don't really have wasabi. I don't oh. even, I don't know where to get it. Right, next time we do a show or next time we're on tour or whatever, we need to go to, I've never in my life been to a sushi restaurant ever. Mm-hmm. I've never even been to Yo Sushi. Have you not? No. Just go. All, all, all I've done is, I've, got, I've had sushi from Waitrose. Yeah, Marks's. From Asda and from Marks and Spencer's. The Marks and Spencer's is the nicest one. Yeah. Uh, just because you offended someone doesn't mean you're a bold truth teller. It could just mean you're an asshole. Yeah. I agree that. Yeah. 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 Like, I hate that where people are like, <laughs> they just say things to offend. Because it's like, if it's got no, things can be offensive and funny, but when people, but, but the, the it's got to be funny. Yeah. You yeah. No, I, mean? I completely agree. And, and, and I, I do think people it. sometimes overreact to jokes, but yeah, if but I think there's certain people I'm going to throw it out there, right? And I love this guy. I know where, you, where I think you're going now. I love him. But Ricky Gervais, yeah. his latest stand-up, yeah. bits of it, don't get me wrong, I thought were really funny. But some bits I thought, He's, he's just said that just to be really, really yeah, offensive, yeah. And I'm just like a bit because like, it, it knows it gets the reaction. He's so funny. 
And like Afterlife is one of my oh, yeah. all his, time. His sitcoms and stuff are brilliant. And a lot of his stand-ups are great, but I felt a bit like that. I felt yeah. like that was the one of his stand-ups I didn't really laugh that much at, but I know exactly why it was going number one in Netflix because people get react to it. That, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's the fun, you know. <clears throat> Yeah, is it more important to just get people watching rather than get them laughing? I don't know. It's yeah. and that's what it's like with the internet. Majority of people that you know, if you take the news channels like Talk TV and GB News, you know, if everyone just ignored them, they'd, they'd cease to exist. But because they say these controversial, offensive things, and then people start arguing with them on Twitter, that just gives them all this yeah. engagement. And we've not quite got to that point on the internet where it's like. The best thing to do is just ignore people. That's the, you know. Uh, this is one of my golden rules of life, this one. Some people will not like you and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I, starting to understand that big time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know... You, and I'll all rock up to your funeral. Do you know my, uh, you know my um, New Year's resolution? I'm not overthinking. Oh, during COVID. Oh god, you'd be yeah. That yeah. was bad. On the edge. I was I was in a real pit of overthinking, <laughs> honestly. And it so it's shit. not lasted. And it I'm shit. still doing all right. I'm still on my health kick. I've not touched a drop of alcohol since New Year. That's decent. Yeah, but you're not a big boozer. Oh well, what? I've had opportunities. You talk like. Well, I was on a works night out on Friday. Didn't drink. Went to the rugby club to watch the rugby on Saturday. Didn't drink. My thing is, I'm not actually that mithered. The biggest challenge is I'm on a stag do next week. Where? Chris Wilding's. Oh, yeah. So, I wonder that's why I didn't challenge. get invited to that. <laughs> What's the rut? Some people will not like you, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> it's not is, him that doesn't like was, me. Oh, yeah. There was, there was, yeah, it was your own fault. <laughs> You're going to call in the C word at every opportunity. <laughs> You know, that killed it on that stag. Right. There's three sides to every story. Person's A side, person B side, and the truth. No. No. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, there's, you see it in school. You see it in school all oh. the time. I mean, I, I it, it honestly blows my mind, right, at times, where you can... And I know I've touched upon this before, but I want to I want to hear more examples people tell where you literally watch something take place. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you ask the child their reply is something that didn't take place. So I had uh, here's one for you. So it, this is the perfect example. I had a kid who keep leaning back on his chair, right? Yeah, yeah. To the point where he's horizontal. Yeah. Leaning, and I kept saying, "Stop leaning on your chair." And he's like, "I'm not." I'm like, "You are. I've just seen you lean on your chair." <laughs> Then we would, we've been we've been basically using these micro bits to uh, do some computing, and the only way to evidence it is to get an iPad and film what you've made. Right. So all the kids film their projects in onto seesaw. I'm sharing them with the rest of the class, and it gets to one, and in the background <laughs> is the kid, literally horizontal, and I went case and point. Judge <laughs> Exhibit A and the kid was laughing and I was like, Look how far back you are, it's really dangerous trying to say. but I was just sort of like, Gotcha <laughs> Was he leaning back? I hold myself in contempt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's like him. Got him. I remember it was oh it was going back a couple of years now, but I remember it was we were short on lunchtime staff and I always do outside, but for some reason, don't know whether it was wet, I had to do inside, right? Yeah. And obviously the one big rule is you don't throw food. No. You, you categorically don't throw food. No, no. I am watching the end of this table with these two lads. Two lads who I know quite well. You know, they, they were, in my mind, they were like, this chance is here. Yeah. And we're going, right, guys, just be sensible, have a nice chat, whatever. Anyway, I'm watching them the whole time. It's fish fingers. And then one kid just picks up half fish finger and launches it across, right? So I march over. Captain Birds, I eye march not over. be happy. <laughs> I know, slap to the face <laughs> of me. And I went, what do you think you're doing? How rude. When that when the lunchtime staff in there are working, blood, sweat and tears, <laughs> they actually get mixed in as well. No, I was like, blood, sweat. I was like, and you, you're designed to do... He went, do what? I went, you just, you just launched <laughs> half a fish. I went, why have you only got half? At the other half. Oh. I went, no. No, you didn't. I went, do you know what? I'm going to go and get it. Went over, 
hadn't the cleaner picked it up. Oh. <laughs> so I'd lost my evidence. I even went over and looked in the bin like, please be a half a fish finger. You know what you needed? Seesaw. Seesaw. <laughs> Exhibit A. I swear I've got it somewhere. Um, <coughs> people pee in the swimming pool. Yeah. This next Do one. Do you? Have I? Do you? Uh, not if I... Do pee in the shower? Sometimes. In, in hotels. the hotel, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the way you said it there in a hotel uh, you, you uh, thought you sounded so cool in a hotel yeah <laughs> yeah um, money can buy happiness those who say it doesn't are shopping in the wrong places do you know what I, I I'm a bit yeah yeah I'm well not. I think money buys uh, comfort yeah less worry yeah money buys less stress less stress yeah well I'll say that it doesn't necessarily buy happiness because you know, you can still be really unhappy, but I think it buys. Courtney John could win the lottery and be single. Do you know what I mean? Being, sing- <laughs> being single is being single is not. You can be happy and be single. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying you know, everyone says like you know, fan and love your life is like the, the, the goal, isn't it? No, it's not because then most people end up with someone that they're not supposed to be with because they think that's the goal. Ah, oh, look at you. Happiness comes from within. You can only find true love <laughs> yeah. when you love yourself. Shut up, pissing the showers, man. <laughs> Um, boredom is healthy for promoting thinking agree with that agree no one ever thinks about you as negatively as negatively as you fear they do nor as positively as they hope they do I agree I think people think negatively (laughs) you can make nothing but mistakes and still win no well do you know his picture they put with that one Boris Johnson so true oh god uh, adults still have no idea what the <coughs> F they are doing. I never knew that as a child. Yeah, I agree with that. I think there's this idea that you look up at adults and you think they are, they know what they're doing. They've got their stuff together. Got, and they haven't. Well, that- I was I was thinking about this. Like, I, I this is a thought I had the other week, right? I can't remember. So that was it. Yeah, it was bef- the weekend before the last step. So I'd gone, if you remember me saying, I'd gone to Rochdale and I'd had a few drinks yeah. with my mate and not seen him in ages. And I ended up staying over. So my mate's got two kids, wife and two kids. The wife and two kids went and stayed at the grandparents and who live quite close. And then I just crashed up on my mate's couch. And I was thinking like, when I was, you know, 10, when when which is what dad would have been at my age roughly or yeah, yeah. something like that, wasn't it? I was thinking, would I would I have ever imagined my dad going for some tinnies, <laughs> playing some arrows, and then just crashing on someone's couch? Like no. no, he was too smart. He was too like too prim and proper. I mean, now I know dad, absolute pisshead. I'm yeah, like, yeah, how did I not know? I've seen dad more drunk in the last two years. Oh, he's an absolute lightweight. Yeah, absolute lightweight. Yeah, your stag changed him. Your stag and then my stag, because I always remember telling you after my stag dinner. So it was your thirtieth a couple of weeks after my stag, if you remember. Yeah. And I remember going to your thirtieth, and and it was like a stag reunion, and we're all there. We play the song, play the song, and then when everyone was like buzzing, I looked over. Big Mike's on his own. (laughs) At the bar, ordering Sambucas. <laughs> I went, who are the Sambucas for? And he was doing it for himself. I was like, this is insane. Uh, right, last few. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, pizza does go on. Oh, sorry. Pineapple does go on pizza. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a pineapples man. And then this one. I can totally believe it's not butter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. Okay. This I've week, got a, I've got oh. a quick little. Uh, well, I've got two two quick stories from me, if you want, and then you can yeah. you can wrap us up. So, this is from someone on TikTok. Actually, who got in touch. Um, when I was teaching year four, we found an injured hedgehog on the field. Placed it in a box to take it to the wildlife center. One of the boys proudly told me he knew what was wrong with it. Miss, he's got a boner. A bit shocked. <laughs> I asked him, uh, what do you mean? He's got a boner, miss. You know, the African disease. <laughs> oh, you a mean Ebola. I really struggled not to laugh. You can't laugh at no, that. No, you can laugh, you at, laugh that, at that. Yeah. And then 
Now, I don't know how how common this is uh, of schools here. Now, I know that it is happening because I'm not sure whether my school might be getting one, but there's certain schools that have tannoy systems where yeah. you can do announcements and it just makes it easy. So people uh, There are, should be more schools. Yeah, there's a lot of things that could Maybe happen. Maybe more secondary And play schools. tunes. And, was it in Ambrose? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it, it was, yeah. yeah. It's a massive O. It's a massive O. What do you know? You don't know nothing. It's a massive O. Oh, what an O, which is a phrase I've not heard in a long time. Yeah. I'll quickly just tell anyone. I know, in terms of the two Mr. Beans in the podcast, an O is based on my friend, Simon O'Brien, who just makes bad shouts. Just makes bad shouts, makes funny mistakes, and that is what an O is. This O today had to put an announcement out for a kid today on the tannoy. <laughs> I told the child to come to ladies' wear instead of the office. <laughs> so imagine little Simon. Uh, Simon to ladies' wear. Simon to ladies' wear. Thank oh, you. God. Simon just like... <laughs> Always takes me back. Um, so my head teacher's retiring. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's official now. So my my head teacher, so we're, we're currently interviewing for his replacement. He's been there for... 23, four years, I think. Uh, always been there since I've started. So, uh, and I'm always very grateful for the way he's sort of looked after me and given me, you know, the, the... The freedom. Yeah, to do what I've done. So, but we were sort of reminiscing on some of his favourite tales. And the one, I'm sure we put this in the book, uh, where, it, and I'm sure we talked about it in one of the first ever episodes, where there was a lad in my class called Jack, Who's going to Australia? Who's moving to Australia? One of the greatest. It was and, in the book. And in yeah. assembly, he <laughs> was going to give him a special farewell. Yeah. But rather than get Jack H up, he just went, right, and uh, Jack G. And this other Jack in my class went up to the front. <laughs> and he was like, so you're going to Australia. And the look on Jack's face. <laughs> He just didn't, <laughs> and he was petrified. It was like Ant and Dad, you got a place on the plane. You're doing great. <laughs> he, got, he went, here's your goodie, and you're going off to Australia. And the look on Jack's face, genuinely, he just thought he was getting shipped off. Oh, and it was the wrong Jack. He's one of the oh. best, that. He's one of the best. Just, a, uh, oh, just an innocent kid stood at the front of a whole assembly. You're not the star of the week, pal. Told you're going you're moving, down under. You're moving across the world. Just like, what? <laughs> oh, God. Now it's time to climb the <laughs> limitless ladder. Uh, so, right. Um, I'll finish then with uh, one of the posts on socials. Some of the funniest uh, answers we've had to what's the best misunderstanding you've had in class. Now, we know we love, we oh, we love these. Because working with kids, they are absolutely hilarious. So, um, <laughs> the disappointment of my reception class when they found out one of the kids was moving to go to a private school and not a pirate school, <laughs> like he told them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh god if you were a kid you'd be so jealous wouldn't you <laughs> yeah you got to go to Just be like, we're stuck here doing maths and he's what do you mean you're going to a pirate school <laughs> he's doing yeah. sword fate yeah. Yeah. pet parrot and everything and we're writing sentences <laughs> um, I introduced 3D shapes and told the children about a prism one child said oh my dad's in one of those <laughs> that was prison <laughs> Is it triangular? <laughs> I once told my year two class that when I was in Iceland, I'd been served a wh- I'd been served whale as part of a tasting menu in a restaurant. One boy piped up, but how did you fit it on your plate? <laughs> the whole whale. The whole whale. Oh god. Uh, I was once asked in our an RE lesson if I was a Catholic or a prostitute. <laughs> oh, tough one. Actually, I'm both. Um I was teasing a student about her being old and called her Ethel as a joke. She looked at me in all seriousness and said, Did you just call me an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> 
Uh, <coughs> right, guys, what sounds can you hear in cat? Expecting cat. Child. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The innocence. Back in 2020, myself and my 12 slash 13 year olds were isolating in lockdown. I ordered a badminton set with some LED shuttlecocks for our garden. Obviously, the boredom had well set in by when my 13-year-old son delightedly announced, Mum, the light-up cocks have arrived. <laughs> Classic. 13. <laughs> but he was yeah. literally counting down the days, he? checking the Amazon account, like, come on, come on. Waiting for aching, the Hermes driver. Aching for the joke. <laughs> Dad, you finished in the toilet. Got someone to say. One pupil wrote me an extremely well-written story about a total psychopath. Then <laughs> a psychopath. That <laughs> took a minute then. A total psychopath. <laughs> the kids were asked to draw a table to put their results in. One had four legs and a top with the data on it. <laughs> like a dinner Stop! table. <laughs> no way. Put your results in a table. Put <laughs> it with four legs. Like a Table. Uh, <laughs> Just like knives and forks as, yeah. as the light. Place mats. Uh, <laughs> uh, does anyone know the name of this bird? Pointing at a robin. Uh, John. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're my favourite. I love them. Oh, During a maths observation, I asked the class if they knew what ordering numbers meant. One child raised his hand and said, oh, it's when you phone up the takeaway and tell them what numbers you want to order for dinner. I'll have a 14. I'll have a 16. I love that. Oh, I love these. I love the enthusiasm um, from the kid. Ooh, ooh, is it when? <laughs> I know what ordering numbers is. This happened in early years today. Yesterday was Tuesday. So today is... Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I've never heard that before. <laughs> oh, Chris. <laughs> Working in a C of E school back in the 80s. Yes, I'm that old. We used to have regular special assemblies and services in the local church of St. Edmund the Martyr. On St. Edmund's Day, the vicar... <laughs> Talking to, talking to the children about him. The question was posed about what the word, what the word martyr means. One of my reception, one of my reception boys put his hand up to answer, and I was like, because you knew that he wouldn't have a clue, and he said, uh, "You put it in sandwiches with cheese." <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a cheese and martyr sandwich, please. (laughs) (coughs) Word word skunk for year one phonics. Does anyone know what a skunk is? Little voice pops out, pipes up. Yeah, it's what my dad smokes and my mum knacks him for. (laughs) I can imagine, I can picture the kid. Yeah, it's what my dad smokes. I don't know why I went with that sort of like... <coughs> I'm teaching the story of creation. A little lad aged five said, I know who the first two people were. Al- <laughs> no. uh, teaching the story of creation. A little lad aged five said, I know who the two first two people were. Alan and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Alan and Steve. Literally building Rome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (sighs) Young child. Miss, you know how it's your birthday? How old are you? Me. I've had so many birthdays. I've forgotten how old I am. Child, why don't you just look in your knickers? Me takes a while to realise that they're referring to the underwear label that says five on it. (laughs) I don't think my knickers say 46 on them. (laughs) It would be a good reminder. How cute is that? That's the cutest. That's the best. I've never heard that. And I've saved this one, my favourite, to last. Oh, God, these have killed me. Me, does anyone know who Marie Curie is? Year nine. Isn't she the one who sings All I Want for Christmas is You? (laughs) (laughs) Marie Curie. Marie Curie. (laughs) Mariah Carey. 
Oh, God. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, it's good to be back. <laughs> it's good to be back. Guys, keep them coming. Keep oh, them God. coming. Um, right, we'll have to finish there. So thank you so much for tuning back in. Again, apologies. It's been a while. Um, but we'll keep, we'll keep, well, fingers crossed we'll be able to bring you another episode <laughs> next week. Uh, as always, head over to the website. That's where you can share your stories. So if any of those stories... This app have inspired you, or if you've got a funny supply story, or you might be a supply who's seen some weird stuff in schools, maybe just walked into someone saying, stick it in you. Yeah. <laughs> stick it in you. Head over to the website, tomispeespodcast.com. Obviously, get involved in the chat on the group. Uh, and like I say, if you are coming to the Liverpool show, it's now going to be happening on April the 13th. If you didn't make it to any of our shows, remember, if you go to the website, you can stream the live performance online. So you don't miss out. Plenty more laughs and uh, funny stories on that one. Obviously, if you're coming to the Liverpool show, just hold off. Just wait. No spoilers. And yeah, take care. We'll be back next week. See you later.